What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. So you and I have been discussing desperation the last few days. I know that the Holy Spirit is kind of put it in my heart and on my mind a lot. And so you and I have had several conversations. And and as we've had them, then I find myself getting a little bit excited sometimes, mm-hmm. kind of a little bit preachy, if mm-hmm. you will. Some, mm-hmm. Sometimes some of the content comes across that way. And mm-hmm. um, I just, it's been so heavy on my heart. And thinking about the word desperation, mm-hmm. in my mind, I just... To me, that word means offering little chance of improvement, mm-hmm. something that causes a deep sense of hopelessness. That's what I think of that leads to extreme behavior that maybe you otherwise would not act on if you weren't in such a deep state of despair. Right. And what if your struggle is internal? You know, something that's not public knowledge where people don't recognize that you are actually going through something, that mm-hmm. inner turmoil or, mm-hmm. or a spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. you know, something that maybe you feel like no one understands the things that you have to carry. Mm-hmm. When you find yourself in a place that you're desperate like that, if you get a diagnosis of cancer or a terminal illness for you or someone in your family, your child, or that hits hard. It hits a different way. And suddenly facing mortality, you become desperate. If you get fired from your job, maybe you've worked that same job for 19 years and in 20 years, you'd get your pension and you get fired. You're desperate. (sighs) Absolutely. Suddenly, your spouse dies in an accident, and you've gone from a two-income household to a one-income household. Or maybe you were a stay-at-home parent, and for the first time in your adult life, now you have to become the sole breadwinner for your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a sense of desperation that, you know, if you're in a situation like that that you've never been in before, what do you do? You get to a point where... Anything different starts to look good. Those things that you said you would never do, that you couldn't imagine in a million years that you would ever turn to, you turn to. Even as Christians, we are not immune to the... To wanting to check out. No. (laughs) Yeah. We're not immune. Yeah. To wanting to like press the easy button and get out of pain really quick, as fast as possible. Anything that'll give us that that just seconds out of our current reality. If we can just get out of that for one minute. Mm -hmm. And the things that people do when they're desperate. I mean, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. Alcohol and drugs. Mm -hmm. 
pornography, affairs, binge eating. This is extreme. Murder, suicide. Like, these are things that you say, oh, I would never. And you're right. When everything's going good, you would never. Mm -hmm. But when all of a sudden, when your world comes crashing in on you and you can't see any way out because it's like your vision's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And the only thing you can see is what is happening right in front of your face. You can't see that if you just hold on, new things are going to come into play. And and those things don't even matter because your mind is in a trauma state and it cannot get to that place. Mm -hmm. You're desperate. Yeah. And you want to replace that desperation with anything that's pleasurable in that instant, that quick fix. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't, that just is hard to turn away whenever you're desperate. Right, right. Anything that can provide an instant um, salve on that pain, instant pleasure, quick fix, um, dopamine dump, you know, we mm-hmm. say. It's really it, extremely hard to turn down, obviously, when we're desperate. Like you said, those options that were never options before, suddenly you have a whole buffet full of options that you'd never even consider. Oh, yeah, that you'd never consider. And, mm-hmm. you know, do you throw your hands up and just be like, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm checking out. Or do you lean on someone? And if you lean on someone, who is that someone for you? Or do you choose to pursue God or choose something else? Do you really want something different? Are you desperate enough to fall on your face and call out to God and not get up until you get his attention? Well, I've been praying for an hour. Pray some more. Did you hear an answer? He will answer. Mm -hmm. I've been here for two days. Good. Stay there if he didn't give you an answer. You want to play with God. This is not this is not the time. If you're desperate, you will do anything. Then do it. Hold on to him until he gives you an answer. It may not be the answer that you want. It may be no. It may be not right now. Or it may be you say, Lord, I know you and I know you can bless me and I want you to and I need you to. I am desperate for you. Hundreds of thousands of people all over the world are praying. God hears them all because he's God. He sees all our tears and all the things, but he going to take notice if you won't stop, if you are desperate for him. He feels that. He knows in a crowd of hundreds of people, who touched me, he said. Mm-hmm. Someone was desperate for me and chased me down just to touch a piece of my garment, just to barely touch me. Who did that? He stopped in a multitude of people. Who? Where are you? The one who touched me. Your faith has made you whole. Are you desperate? If you're desperate, you have a choice. Do you turn to this world? Well, you just don't understand. I got to pay my bills. I got to have a home. I got to have a job. I I can't afford that. Are you desperate? Are you desperate for God? It 
The Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Mm-hmm. Are you doing it backwards? Are you seeking out everything else and then throwing a little God in the mix? Or are you seeking him first and then letting everything fall into place? Yeah. We have to choose. We have it backwards. We have it backwards. Well, I'm not saying everybody has it backwards, but if you're if you're doing it the other way, right. you're doing it wrong. Right. You're doing it wrong. Right. Seek you first the kingdom of God. Seek God first. If you're desperate, seek God and all these other things will be taken care of. Mm-hmm. You might lose that house. You might lose that car. You might lose that job. You might lose that relationship. You might lose that relationship. You might lose the things that are comfortable in your life. But if you do that and you hold on to God the whole time, he will notice you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Who touched me? You will be made whole. That reach came after 12 Years of searching for relief, for healing. No doubt, the everyday burden of her life was weighing heavy on her. Mm -hmm. The grief of whatever she suffered during those 12 years, the being ostracized by the community, because I know that's a thing. I don't know all the details of it, but back then it was especially mm-hmm. isolating. She's unclean. Yes. You know, a, a monthly period then a woman was considered unclean. So imagine if someone has an issue of blood and they're bleeding somewhere, somehow. Back then, you are unclean to the community around you. You're not welcome at the table. You're not welcome at the assembly. You're not welcome to mix and mingle and be like the rest of society. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, what kind of pain does that put you in? Do you even want to communicate and, right. and hang out with everyone if you're in pain or if you're in agony or if you're poor because she spent all her money trying to pay doctors to right. make her well and she was worse off than whenever she started, according to Mark 5. So, I mean, she's... <laughs> She is literally got nothing left. Twelve years. We cry out to God for a couple weeks. Well, I've just been praying and praying, and it's like, God, don't even hear me. I, I've got nowhere. How, how long have you been praying? Yeah, but since this happened, so two, two weeks. Okay. Like... <laughs> Are you desperate? You want to be a bad friend? Be a friend like Job's friend. You might as well curse God and die. It's a terrible situation. Yeah. He ain't hearing you. Mm-hmm. You might as well curse him and die. Well, I don't know what you did, but you want to be a good friend? Grab your friend and say, let's fall on our face right now mm-hmm. and not get up till we get an answer. Mm-hmm. If that's today, tomorrow, next week, we're here, right here. Mm-hmm. We are not going to let this go. We are going to hang on like Jacob hung on to the angel he was wrestling. He knew he was in the presence. 
Get in the presence of God. Get in your prayer closet. Get on your prayer blanket. Get in your special spot. Wrestle with him. And do not let go until he says, who is touching me? Mm-hmm. Who? I remember crying out to God in the shower after what felt like thousands of conversations with my ex-husband that went nowhere. (laughs) And I would just get prompted to speak to him about things and to ask the same questions and got nowhere. Every time I just get gaslit, stonewalled, I mean, shut down. I was just exhausted with it. And I climbed in the shower after just feeling so defeated, like I have nowhere to turn. I'm, I was desperate for something to move. And I just bawled in the shower and I was like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, I've literally done everything you've asked me to do. And here we sit, it is the same. This is the same marriage I've always had. We're getting nowhere. (laughs) And I get out of the shower, oh my gosh. (laughs) I get out of the shower and I'm drying my hair. And a download from the heaven, this is what you're going to do. And I just saw it all, like... It like literally downloaded. It wasn't in words or visions or anything. It was just there. It just appeared in my head. This is what you're going to do. I was like, oh, it wasn't even, those weren't even the words spoken. It was just in my head. I was like, oh, the solution just, just <laughs> appeared all over me. And I was like, that's it. And I flashed to this conversation that we'd had in and, and conversation fight where I was saying, this doesn't add up. That doesn't make sense. Nope. That's what it is. I'm sorry. You're nope. I didn't do that. And in one of his frustrated states of mind, he was like, you can take everything. You can, you can look at my phone. You can take my computer. You can do all those things. And That all just got downloaded back into my head. I was like, oh, he offered this. (laughs) Go get it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. I will. And I thought, oh, I can't just grab this. He literally said I could take it. I'm taking it. Game changer. Breakthrough. I show up to get it. He literally jumps back and grabs his heart as I walk into his clinic, (laughs) walk into his work. Like, hey, what are you doing here? Flipping out. Oh, thanks for offering your computer. I'm here to take it. Uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm here to take it. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Come on, come get it. Well, you won't find anything on it. Good. We can end a 17-year war. Finally. Okay, well, you won't, you won't find anything. Great. I hope I don't. 
Bye. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward. Or divorce. That answer you want is not always the answer you're hoping to get. But it is exactly the answer that was needed. Sometimes when we're desperate and we cry out and we cry out and we cry out, he shows us the road that we maybe didn't want to walk down. But he knows better than us. He sees what we can't see. He knows what we can't know. And when he says, I want you to walk on this path, get on the path. Trust not in your own understanding. Lean not into your own understanding. We rely too much on our own understanding. Mm -hmm. I am going to use these coping skills. I saw it this way. You know, I'm really thinking that this or that. Well, who cares? says God Almighty. I'm God. And if I told you to do something, get your own logic out the way. Yeah. When he told me, you're going to divorce your husband, there's a part of me that's like, relieved, obviously. And a part of me is like, oh, snap. This is not a road I ever want to walk down. Like, having to tell your kids you're divorcing? I got left with that job. I got abruptly thrown into single parenthood while (laughs) I got left holding all the hard jobs. I didn't want that road. I was visiting a church at the time and someone came forward in the middle of the service and said they had a vision for someone and they needed to share it. And he, he came forward and he said, um, I just feel the, a, a great sense. Like the, I, I saw these two roads and this one road is like, there's beautiful flowers and, um, it's, it's a fairly easy path to walk. It's straight. It's, there's not long and winding or uphill. It's just kind of easy to, to travel down. And then there's this other one that's looks treacherous and it's dark and, thorny and hills and uh, mountains and like it it looks kind of scary to walk down but God is is telling me that for someone here today there's he's he's wanting you to walk down that hard path that looks scary so even though you don't trust it you're going to take the he wants you down the hard path he doesn't want you on the the beautiful meadow with all the wildflowers (laughs) straight and narrow Go down the hard path. And when he said that, I was like, my body was shaken. I, I, I knew it was for me. And I told God when he said to divorce, I said, you're going to have to confirm it about a thousand times for me because I'm going to need to hear it. Every step along this way, I'm going to need you to remind me that this is exactly what you want me to do because I'm not going to want to do it. And every time I doubted or was scared of what that meant for me or my family or my kids or what people would say, he would confirm in some sometimes supernatural way, sometimes just a knowing. He always showed up and said, oh, yes, this is where I want you. 
Don't let people tell you what you should do. Listen to me. Don't let your own logic tell you what you should do. Listen to me. Well, and that's just it. We, as humans, lean towards, well, what does the pastor say? What does your family say? What does your best friend who knows all the details say? What does your heart say? Because sometimes even our hearts still want to stay in what's not good for us. Right. Sometimes we just mm-hmm. can't fathom what li- that a life different from this one really mm-hmm. looks like. There's and, home and familiarity. <laughs> yes. And God is saying, mm-hmm. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but through me. You want your answers, you better be getting them from God because on the judgment day, your best friend, your mom, your dad, your brothers and sisters in Christ, and even your pastor, God loved them all. None of them are going to be standing in your spot when God says this, 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 and this. It is you who has to give an account for what you did and when you obeyed, and all the things that God has ordained for your life. No one else can live your truth. It doesn't matter how well-meaning they are, Mm -hmm. how prayed up they are, or how on fire they think they are. When God tells you something, when God burns something in your heart, you have to live with that, and you have to answer that call, and only you can do that. Mm Mm-hmm. Is there a time when you may think you have an answer from God that isn't the right answer from God? Sure, we can jump to our own conclusions sometimes. Mm -hmm. But that will not happen over and over and over. Because if if you're truly walking in a relationship and communion with God, when those things come up, He will show you, well, you know... This is what I said, but this is what you did. You see where you used your own judgment on this? And you go, oh, yes, I did. I see now what you meant. And you correct that, no harm, no foul, because he will use all things together for our good, even our mistakes, because we are human. We are fallible. We are going to mess up. But he can still use that. Mm -hmm. But the important thing in those decisions is that it best be between you and God. And if you have a misunderstanding, it better be between you and God and not you and Sally down the street, Brother Tim down the road. They are not answering for you in, on Judgment Day. Mm. No, and they're not going to take your heat if that's not a good judgment. <laughs> they're not. They're not going to they're not going to take your consequences. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't ask people to pray for us. Doesn't mean that sometimes we shouldn't pick a select few people to to talk things out because we mm-hmm. were made for communion. We were made to have Good relationships mm-hmm. and people and, and to brothers and sisters to pray. And another thing for the people dishing out the advice. You best think twice because the scripture says, do not be a stumbling block to your brothers and sisters mm-hmm. or to unbelievers. You're mm-hmm. not supposed to be a stumbling block. Mm-hmm. If you're putting your stuff out there and you don't know that you know that you know, whenever God tells me 
to give somebody a word, somebody specific, when he tells me something, my first answer is always, please, God, please don't make me do this because I don't want to screw it up. And I will pray over it and pray over it. And I will have a wrestle, Mm. usually more than one. And sometimes it takes me a little bit to do what he's asking me to do because I never want to get that wrong. And he'll finally be like, I have told you to say, like, I'm not asking you again. Mm -hmm. Are you going to do it or not? And I'm like, okay, God, let me go do that real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's hard Mm -hmm. to walk out what he asks us to do sometimes. But you're held accountable. And you and only you are held accountable. Mm -hmm. You're held accountable to what you say to others. You're held accountable to how you live your life, you're held accountable to if you obey what he tells you to do, even in the hard part, it doesn't look, it doesn't look right. The Bible is chalked full of God hates divorce. Hmm. It is. You're right. It does say that. Keep reading. Mm -hmm. There's lots in there. Mm -hmm. Pray. Get on your hands and knees because God himself healed on the Sabbath. What says not to do that? (laughs) a lots of rules got broken by god and he says what's more important are these more important than this no what's more important that's between you and god and what can you live with because you have to stand before god you and only you Mm -hmm. And you have to read it in context. You don't pick one verse that suits that decision and fly with it. No. Read it. Seek out everything on the topic in the scripture. And even then, sometimes, just like Noah and his ark, God told him to build a boat. It's going to flood. You're going to do it. It has never rained. If he relied on his own understanding, there would be no people. They'd all All his friends said, (laughs) Noah, you're a fool. Like, what is this? What do you, there's no, there's no way this floods. There's no, ever been anything to make that happen. Mm -hmm. It's never happened. How, I mean, there are so many miracles that would have never been so many things that could not have happened if people did not really fervently listen and say yes. And take those blind leaps of faith mm-hmm. and trust him. In your desperation, who do you go to? Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. How much are you willing to fight for your answer? 
if you get an answer that sounds insane, what are you going to do with that? Well, you better wrestle with it mm-hmm. and make real sure that that's what God wants. And when he tells you, I have told you what to do, mm-hmm. then you better do it. Even yeah. if all the people around you say, that is foolish. That's wrong. Yeah. The scripture doesn't say that. Yeah. You're going to tear your family apart. You're going to be homeless. You're going to have no job. You can't pay Mm -hmm. your bills. You're going to be living on the streets. If that's what God says to do, then do it. You do it. What happened with the rich young ruler? He came running up to Jesus saying, good master. And Jesus is like, whoa, bro, why are you calling me good? You know, nobody's good but God. Mm -hmm. And he was asking, he wanted to ask Jesus, how does he make it to heaven? What I got to do? And Jesus is like, well, you know the commandments. And he went through and listed some of them. And he's like, yeah, and I've done all that ever since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus said, sell all your possessions and follow me. Sell all your possessions and follow me. Well, that's absurd. I can't do that. And he walked away sad. Why did he walk away sad? Because he wasn't willing to part with that. He wasn't willing to do the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing was that for him, because God knew that he placed his values on those things to the, to the point that he loved them more than he wanted a relationship with God and wanted that. God wanted knows, to be obedient to God him. knows all of our hearts, all of our flaws, all of our things. He knows them all. Your duty to God, what he asks you to do, what he asks me to do, may be different. Mm-hmm. Because God knows the true intent of your heart, the true intent of my heart. We may not have the same things to put down. Mm-hmm. So you can't look at what Sally did or what Rob did or what Bob did. What is God asking of you? If you don't know that answer, find it. He's asking something of you. What do you put your value in? What is your heart's desire? What is more important to you? Are your kids more important to you? Well, God must have thought maybe Isaac was more important to Abraham because he told him to sacrifice him. What do you mean, God, the son that you promised me that I... Never thought I would even have because we were so old. You want me to do what? Take him up a mat? You want me to sacrifice, kill him? You want me to kill the the promised son? Okay. Let me, come on, son. We're going up here and we get some of this wood and we're going to, okay. I'm going to sacrifice the promise that you get. But you promised me that, God. Why would you ask me to sacrifice it? Because I did. That's what he wanted. So Abraham did, but what? Abraham knew God, and he had a relationship with him, and he knew, you know, God promised me this was what was going to happen. I trust that he'll make a way. So I'm going to do this crazy thing, and I'm going to lead my son up there to sacrifice him. And if he asks me to, I'll do it, but I'm going to trust that he's going to make a way. What's God asking you to do today that's absurd? What's the hard thing? What is it? And are you, are you going to choose? 
to do those things? Or are you going to choose to listen to all the well-meaning people in your life? Or your own understanding. Or your own understanding. Or what logic would tell you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, recently, actually earlier this year, um, earlier this year, God told me to do something so stupid. (laughs) Really stupid. He told me to, he gave me a financial plan that was, honestly, it was idiotic. Mm-hmm. He told me to do something with my money that zero financial advisors in the universe would ever tell me to yep. do. And I told you about this. I, I was like, I, I was like, oh, I feel this like pit, like a, like a heaviness in my chest, and I think that God wants me to do this with my money. And I told you, yes, He does. <laughs> Because we already had, I mean, we, we had, you and I had talked about that. Yeah. Like, I was like, I feel like I'm going to be, well, this was, but I was wrestling with it. It didn't make any sense. I was like, but that's stupid. Like, if I call my financial advisor, he's going to be like, well, he's going to be very kind to me, but in a kind way, tell me I'm an idiot. <laughs> yep. And so I called him and I was like, I just want to preface this conversation by saying I'm not an idiot. I do know all the things, you know, well, I just need to let you know about the market. Yes, I totally know about the market and I'm doing this anyway. And I remember wrestling with it with you. I called you and I was like, oh, like my body was so tense just knowing Mm -hmm. that I knew God wanted me to do it. And I did not want to do it because everything that any financial advisor has ever learned is to do the opposite of what I was being told to do. And I was like, oh, no. So I called, and I remember saying this to you. I remember saying, "Um, I think if I don't do this, I'm really going to live to regret it, even Mm -hmm. though it's stupid. And you were like, well, there's your answer. I mean, do you have to, do you need another answer? You know you're being disobedient if you don't do this crazy thing, even though you can't understand why mm-hmm. he would ask you to do that with your money. And I was like, okay, well, I'm calling him up. So I called him up, and yeah, that happened. He was like, ooh. You know, I could just see him being like, uh, yeah, you don't want to do that. But he, he told you that. He is in a nice way. He was like, well, this is money that we typically, you know, we had discussed doing this with it. And I was like, yes, I know we discussed that. And the plan has changed. And he said to me, you know, <laughs> I finally said, because I knew he would continue to try to convince me not to do it. And I said, listen, I know this is crazy, but I'm going to need you to do this. And I follow the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit has told me to do this. So this is what I'm doing. And he was like, okay, I'll send you the things. You know, I'll send you what you need to do. Fast forward to 10 months later. Had I not done what the Holy Spirit told me to do, I would have lost so much money. Mm-hmm. The market right after that tanked. And all of my money was protected. <laughs> I'm, watching, I'm watching the stock market just plummet. And I'm hearing my clients come in like, oh, I've lost tens of thousands of dollars. I have so-and-so that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm like, I'm just sitting in my chair going, I didn't lose any money. 
because the Holy Spirit told me what to do with my money when I didn't know the market was about to go nuts. And in that moment, you stopped and you thanked God. Yeah. Because he protected you because there's a purpose for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, ha- he has plans for money. Yeah. That money. The reason he tells us not to rely on our own understanding is because our understanding is so very limited. Yeah. We trust us who knows almost none of the things in comparison to God. Yeah, we're limited to the perspective that we currently have. And he knows everything from the beginning of time to the end of time. And everyone's heart in and out and upside down. It would behoove you to listen to the crazy man who says, do this crazy thing. Test it. Don't get me wrong. If you hear something crazy, yes. you wrestle. You don't just go, ah, I'm off to the crazy well, shop to do what deal. he said. If you, you do, if you do not know the voice of God, the, the scriptures say, my children know my voice. Mm-hmm. If you do not know the voice of God in your life, get to know him. He's available. Mm-hmm. He's waiting. He, he is. That is his greatest desire is for you to want to to have a relationship with him, and to seek him. Mm -hmm. He wants that more than anything, to have a relationship with his kids. We are all his kids, and he wants that. Seek him, and you will learn his voice. And you will find him. He promises that. If you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. If you seek me with half your heart, occasionally I'm going to throw a chip your way and hope it works out for me in the wishing well. That's not seeking with your whole heart. So don't be surprised when you throw a chip on God and you throw all your other chips on all the other things in this world that occupy your time and and are more fulfilling for you. And then it didn't work out. Yeah. He says to follow him, seek him first. Not seek him after you've thrown after you've tried everything else Mm -hmm. you might try praying i oh we do this all the time and i am so guilty and i confess of this where we we go well all we can do is pray Mm -hmm. oh well when we've done everything and exhausted all of our resources you know i guess we'll just throw this hail mary up to to god and hope he hears all all we can do is pray all you can do all you can do is plead before the throne room of God who hears every word and listens like nobody can possibly listen that you've ever met in your entire life and is absolutely already on the job. All you can do is (laughs) give it to the man who gave his life for you? Man. Hmm. Okay. No one has jumped in front of a bullet for me on this earth. Some people won't even call me because they can't have any kind of a conversation about anything real, let alone Mm -hmm. jumping in front of a bullet and dying for me. Jesus is the only one I've ever met that's died for me. And he died for you when you were still a sinner. Like, before you chose him, Mm -hmm. he He chose me chose you. He chose me when I didn't care. And when you decided to call out to him, what did he do? Mm-hmm. The same thing the f- prodigal son's father did. He shows up. 
when he shows up, mm-hmm. he rolls out the red carpet mm-hmm. for you, a sinner that was saved. Yeah. He, he leaves the 99 to save the one. The angels in heaven rejoice. When one sinner comes to Christ, one. You know, when God first told me that he wanted me to do something specific for him, the one thing that he planted in my heart was if only one person came to know him through my story or what I shared, then it was all worth it. And to me, that, that concept is hard to get a hold of because my life to me, it's very personal. You know what I mean? Like I never wanted any of my private life to be on blast, just like you never wanted any of your private life on blast. Like these, the stories that bring us to God are not always easy roads and beautiful Flowers, you know, they're rated R. Yes, they're rated. They're rated R. They're hard. Yeah, you know, he he doesn't promise easy, but he promises he will be there. Mm -hmm. And I just know this that no matter how hard this journey is for me, as far as doing the things that he asks, no matter how how hard, even in the desperation, even in the suck, as we Mm -hmm. talked about last, you know, last time. No matter what, none of that compares Mm -hmm. to having a relationship with God, to knowing him, to feeling him wrap me up (laughs) when I'm praying to him, when I'm wrestling with him. That, That love that comes over me, that I just, it's, if you've never had that, I can't explain it to you. Get Jesus, people, like really get a relationship with him. There's nothing more special than from someone just for me. I don't trust anyone, but I trust God. And I don't, it's not always easy. I'm not saying it is, but I trust that his timing is perfect. And I'm learning and I fail every day, but I'm learning to trust everything he says because he has proven not that I deserve him to justify himself to me, but he has proven over and over and over and over that I can trust him. Mm-hmm. And he will repeat himself. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, God. because I am hard headed <laughs> and stubborn. And he will repeat himself, just like I said earlier, like when, I mean, pfft. So many things that he gives me that are hard. And it feels like in the last couple of years, all he's given yes. me are hard. Yes, all he's me given too. me are things I don't want. And when you get it, it's just like, ah, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And he's like, yeah, I know you wouldn't. But like, we're going to do it this way. And ah, there is something so that journey to, to, to go from no to okay i can kind of to like sometimes just a blind jump yeah and then see how it worked out like i just talked about that that financial story man i was a wreck i thought 
My financial advisor is going to think I'm the stupidest client he has. Who cares? I bet his bank account looks different than mine after what the decisions I made versus the decisions that he told me to make. He didn't have what the Holy Spirit was telling me. That, that's the difference. When you have God on your side, when you have God in your corner, when you have God, as you said, cradling you whenever you are desperate and sad. And you know what? Sometimes you don't see that here on this earth. You don't see that. You will feel his love. You will feel his support. Eventually you'll get to that. But sometimes that pretty ending, the 2.5 kids and white picket fence that you thought you had or were going to have, those pretty endings aren't, they aren't pretty. They don't happen that way. But there is a beauty in that desperation when you seek God and give everything to him, truly give it to him. And you say, I will do whatever you ask of me. And there are no conditions on it. No strings. Mm-hmm. No, but, but God, you said we're human. So we're going to have those moments. But if we can just get back to that place where we say I'm yours, God, and I mean that. Do do with me what you will. He will bless your life. And you may not see it in this world, but I mm-hmm. promise you, one way or another, you will find, if you find him, if you seek him, you will find him. And when you do, he will, you will, if you never look, just never look back, y'all. Just never look back. <laughs> if, you, if you find him, don't let anything tear you away from him. It is the most sacred relationship you will ever have, period. Period. Don't let anyone, no friendship, no marriage, no nothing, not your money, not your possessions, not, not your children, not your job, not, nothing can come in between that and keep you safe. Like if you let something else infiltrate what God has told you to do. You are heading down a dangerous path. We've talked about writing this book. We both, writing books is not my thing. Like, it has become apparently a thing, and it's become easier doing Listen, it. Listen, I can't even speak good sentences, so I don't, Jesus is crazy. Oh, well, that's, we have editors, so that's, mm. that's a thing. But I remember whenever I really started writing it, like, I really started getting serious about it and spending time doing that. At the time, I was married, and my husband went to, like, drink a beer with a friend, and he came back from that hangout, and he was like, so-and-so said that if you really cared about our marriage, you would put that book down. I said, oh, so-and-so, I guess he believes that our marriage is more sacred than following what God tells me to do. So he's, he's saying that I should be loyal to you before I should be loyal to God. Hmm. Hey, I'm going to write that book. And then I proceeded to look at him and I said, listen, you just need to know right now. If the Lord is telling me to do something, I'm going to do that. I am going to choose him first. And if you have a problem being second, you go to him and wrestle with him about that. Because I, he will always be first. And if he's not, I'm in trouble. 
And you should be concerned for me if I put you first. You should be second. And he just kind of looked at me like, oh, that is not the reply that I thought I was going to get. I thought, you know, you would maybe listen to the, like, maybe put the book down. No, sir. I'm going to obey my God. And I don't care whose feathers it ruffles. And I want my kids, the legacy I want to leave to my children is my mama obeyed the Lord when very, when she was under attack. My mama obeyed the Lord when it looked crazy. My mama obeyed the Lord when it cost her so much. My mama is sold out. I want a faith like that. I want to leave that legacy for my kids. So whenever I don't want to, when to tonight, right now, as we record this episode, I want to be asleep by now. I'm not. That is a small price to pay for the, for the price that has been paid for me. Yeah. And every time I complain about it, man, we do wrestle about my lost sleep. Every time I complain about it, I'm very, you even told me like, take it to Jesus. Take it to him. Yeah. Don't get mad at me that we have to say these things. Take it to him, you know? It's funny, but it's, oh, What's well, more it's important easy. to you? It's the same as, yes, yes, it's sleep. So it seems like a small, you know, it's not a small thing to you because you value sleep so much. But, <laughs> I do. But. You know, like, in the grand scheme of things, sleep seems to be a smaller thing, but it's important to you. It, he knows how he, important it is to me. He knows how much I cherish it. But what's more important? Right. You know, and, that, and that's the thing. That's the thing. We all have our own, our own battles, mm-hmm. our own things. We all have our own competitions. We all have our yes, own things competing yes. with, with Christ. What's, What's competing competes? for your attention? Mm-hmm. What is comp- Is it your cell phone? Is it your social media? Is it your husband, your kids? Your Are you supposed to give your husband and kids and your family attention? Yes, but not before you give God your attention. Mm-hmm. And if you're putting those things in the wrong order, I implore you, seek God on the manner. Yeah. Let him show you the truth. Ask him, wrestle with him until he gives you your answer. He will. It is what he does. Mm -hmm. He delights in showing up for those that are seeking him, and he promises he will. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. Mm